I think it was February, where everything shifted. Like my entire understanding of life on earth was crystal clear. <laughs> what happened that created that impact? Oh, I, I was in Mexico and I had this moment, it's so freaky, uh, I, like the explanation of it doesn't do it justice. There was a moment where I realized actually the purpose of life is to just have happy numbers, happy times. My name is Andrew Gabalich, numerologist and founder of Teledivity, the world's most loved numerology platform, numerology mobile application, numerology pocket life coach. You are listening to the Calculating Route show where all I do, all we care about is performing live numerology readings and having unstructured conversations with some of our platform's most interesting thinkers and thought leaders, incredible people from around the world who have something to say, something to teach us, a unique perspective about the times we're going through, the changes we're navigating as a planet, the ways we can use them as opportunities, the things we need to do to reconnect with our purpose in this grander story, and finding joy hiding beneath the chaos. We don't do interviews in this show. We just dive into our guests' numerology charts, and then we just let serendipity take the conversation where it must. If you've been on our platform for a while, you know one thing. All we really care about is letting the universe take the wheel and surprise us happy accidents. So that's exactly what this show is all about. I have no prepared questions. Our guests have no prepared pitches. They're not here to sell anything. They're here to talk about life and share with me everything they know about the future and every perspective we've been missing. If you're here with us today, well then you know what? Maybe the universe wants you to be a part of the serendipity too. Maybe there's something hiding inside our conversation just for you. I'm Andrew Gabalich and this is Calculating Route. I'm looking at your charts. I see a very important transition that just took place. Uh, you're in a one year, 2022, and you're starting a new chapter in your life. I'm sure there's a personal side to it that will unfold, but on the career end, it looks interesting because in your life mission, which has a lot to do with channeling messages for others, sharing a vision, motivating and infecting people with enthusiasm, you're making a shift from Something that had to do with like innovation, an idea, launching an idea that, that was different, that was kind of like unique in its space to something having to do with just helping people with kind of matters of the material world, like career and discipline and scheduling and organizing and coordinating the ingredients of their life in a logical way so they create balance from it. That's kind of like the theme of this new chapter in your career. So I'm wondering how that's represented and what's this, uh, I don't know if it's precisely new venture, but it seems like it's at the beginning of something much larger. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's really fascinating. <laughs> yes. I kind of feel like the last nine years I've been doing a lot of studying, a lot of growing, a lot of personal development, a lot of events, a lot of diplomas and certifications. And all of that was, you know, somebody else's model and something that already exists and something like there were traditional things like learning about, you know, I became a nutritionist and I learned NLP. Um, I got a master of NLP and a master of hypnotherapy and a master of timeline therapy and like so there's all these courses but then I also did things that don't typically fall into the personal development category like I did I trained as a, you know I did mediumship training and I trained a lot in uh, a lot of the uh, let's call it the esoteric arts and I studied uh, genetics as well so because like, I, I really quite love the science element of, of the universe really and now it's like 
definitely the last six months, but this year is like the, it's like the delivery of the baby, you know, like all this time it's been the, the pregnancy, uh, but now it's finally ready to come out. So since January, it's really been about putting everything in place so that I can deliver it to the world. And September is actually, end of September, early October is actually when I plan to do the, the big launch. All of my learning, my life experience, my 15,000 hours of coaching, high achieving executives, and everything that I've observed and, and you know, that, that has like in some way come to me and, 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 mm -hmm. and delivered in this model that's, that gets launched in September. Well, can you talk about it? Can you oh, yeah, pitch it course. to me here? Or? Okay, okay. <laughs> of course, of course. Okay, so I coach high-achieving entrepreneurs. And typically I get people when they're in some form of existential crisis. It doesn't have to be anything terrible. Nobody's necessarily you know, cheating and getting a new, uh, you know, a convertible, a convertible sports car. Like it doesn't, like it doesn't necessarily have to manifest itself that way. It can, man it can manifest in like, you know, they've achieved all of the material success that the world has said is success, but then they don't feel successful. Mm -hmm. Like internally, they are like, mm -hmm. now what? Oddly, I, my clients tend to be over 50 or under 30. Like there seems to be, you know, uh, the two gener, these are, seem to be the two generations that, at least I've come to my radar, right? So 30 year olds who've like literally, they, everything they touch turns to gold. And they're like, okay, now what do I do with the next 70 years of my life? And the 50 year olds are like, I've done it all, but I'm not ready to go yet, or, and I don't want to retire, so what do I do with the rest of my life, right? And, and that's kind of where I work, is in the space of bringing them back to their inner self, to that part of them, what I call their genius, their natural born genius, and we all have it, right? The natural born genius is that part of us that was us before we were conditioned into society. If, if anybody like listening has children, it's, it's that childhood element, that innocence, that wonder, that, that excitement for life that we see in children under you know five, six, seven years old, before the analytical mind steps in and we start to learn how to behave. I coach my clients through first really connecting to that part of themselves that was always there, deconditioning or unconditioning the stuff that they've learned along the way that holds them back, that they believe they have to do or, or, or the things they believe they have to be, but that doesn't allow them to be, live in their genius. And then once we get them to a semi-neutral point of awareness, then we can start creating something new. So creating new realities. And I work with what I call, like it's my model, but it's called the total intelligence method. And we work through seven levels of intelligence. And so in September, we're launching this as a, a group program. And it'll be like a like group support, group community for high achieving entrepreneurs, business owners, so that you have everything, right? You, you basically have the learning from the method, the self-development from the method, but you also get the support and the benefit of someone else's experience. So you're growing faster. I'm just comparing what I know about your story with all these different episodes in your past that are very different from one another. Your path, your career has a lot to do with, um, with sharing the vibration of the three. And the three is basically what you were explaining about the child is, is, is perpetual joy, disconnected from what you're going through, disconnected from what you're trying to achieve or what you're working on. Because I think we all come from a place where we learn that pursuing career objectives activates happiness, but maybe they're not the same thing. Maybe happiness is a different journey and maybe what we want to do for the world is kind of like our gift back to others rather than like what we do to, to enhance our own life experience. And, um, not everybody has to do that. Right. So 
joy can be like can be something you seek without the experience of building something and that's the three it's just enjoying your life and enjoying every day and enjoying what's coming without analyzing it too much without thinking too much and just feeling that energy and that's kind of like your gift to others that's what you teach to others that's what your life is about is first about learning that lesson for yourself and second about sharing it with others um, so that um, you can speak to it from from a place of knowing and from a place of like this is the this is the vibration I can tap into the most easily and your maturity cycle, which is from age 30 to age 56, is it kind of goes in, in three steps. Six, one, four. You're entering the fourth step when it's really about the relationship of this energy with work or the career field. But in past cycles, the first one was six. And this is specifically from 2004 to 2012, basically your 30s. And in the sixth place, there's a lot of um, one-to-one work, kind of like a coach. Maybe you weren't an official coach, but I can tell that in this chapter of your life, you were the advisor of many people. The, the, the person people sought when they couldn't figure out something and they would tap you on the shoulder and say like, like help me figure this out. And I don't know where you were, what you were doing, but it, it, you, you kept playing this role as like, I'm the advice giver. I'm channeling advice for you. Now, obviously like channeling advice is a talent. It's kind of like separate from whatever you're doing with your own life, but like you were playing this role. So I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, that this is where a lot of your coaching instincts come from. What were you doing in this decade and how does it connect with the coach role? That is fascinating. Like it's, I'm like, you're saying this and I'm replaying 2014, 20, 2004 to 2012. So in December of 20, 20, oh sorry, 2003, I had my first baby. And in January of 2012, I had my third baby. So I only have three babies. <laughs> so in your personal life, six is the mother vibration. So that makes perfect sense. So that was really like the childbearing <laughs> years. But, you know, apart from the fact mm. that like, I, I mean, I absolutely loved, loved being a, a mom to small children. Like I love kids. I mean, there was like that one-on-one -on -one thing. I spent a lot of time with each one of my kids. Like we, we were living in France. And I did, at first I didn't have a job, so I was just mom 100%. And then when my second uh, second daughter was born, we moved to Madrid, and same thing. I just, you know, had a chunk of time was just me and her. And then my third one was born, and we moved to Ireland, and same thing. I just had a chunk of time, just me and her. And like I mentioned earlier, right, everybody's genius was present before we were seven years old. As a parent, like my kids are awesome. Like, I mean, you know, I love them obviously, but they're, they really are awesome human beings. And I think one of the reasons why they turned out so awesome is because I was always paying attention to them and letting, and, and paying attention to what was natural to them. And I was very conscious about not imposing my belief systems or my fears or my worries or on them. And in, in fact, like going out of my way that if someone, you know, if my daughter said she loved unicorns, I'd go out and buy 12 books on unicorns and we'd learn all about unicorns. Just to kind of teach my kids that there's nothing they're curious about is ever wrong and everything they're motivated towards is always right, which is a large part of how I coach my clients as well, right? Like we're, 
Like by the time we're 15, we've heard no something like 150 times in our life. We've heard yes only 5,000 times in our life. I mean, that's that's powerful conditioning. So we all as adults have limitations set into us. But if someone can believe in us and someone can listen for the things that we don't see about ourselves, then a whole world opens up. And, you know, I always tell my clients, like, a jar can't read its own label, right? So they've, a lot of them have been walking around thinking they're bitter marmalade, and I'm here to tell them they're double chocolate luxury fudge. We all are. Like, we're all luscious in some phenomenal way. But someone who's unbiased and who really just cares to see the best in us has to be there to, to see it for us first. I think motherhood probably set the wheels in motion. At the time, I was also, um, so I was, for part of those years, half of those years, I was an executive, marketing executive for a software company. So I was a communicator, right? Like I, I, I worked um, as a technical writer and then I moved into the marketing because that was my original field. So I was always a communicator in multiple languages, you know, doing product launches and trainings. And it was always my job, my role. And then I moved into, uh, so when we moved to Madrid, I went to chef school. I studied uh, sommelier. What year um, did you move to Madrid? I moved, we moved to Madrid in 2007. I went to chef school in 2010. Uh, that's what it was, 2007. Moved, uh, went to chef school in 2010, graduated from chef school and started my own catering business. And then it, that you know snowballed into a cook, cooking school and a wine tasting service for, for tourists. And then I had my own TV show. So again, like I had a YouTube channel, I had a TV show. How did that happen? Divine intervention, I'd like to say. <laughs> I went to an audition and I, I purposely was one of the last people. And I watched everybody else's audition and I just picked out what I thought was really cool and what I thought would not work. And I just did made sure to do all the things I thought I was really that I thought everybody's everybody's audition was uh, all the cool things I thought from everybody else's auditions. And then I added my own flair. Your three energies represented, especially in marketing, because in marketing you are promoting the vision and infecting others with the vision through words. That makes perfect sense. With the whole coaching kind of like vibration of the cycle, I'm assuming that you were just maybe informally, maybe not as part of your role, maybe like um, the person people went to, to like when they felt icky about something work related to get some other perspective and you 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 were placed in the coaching role a lot and then your tv show that makes sense to me too because you're teaching you are kind of like working through your your skills in simplifying the complex and presenting it to a large audience so in many ways this cycle is your your learning experimenting training cycle and maybe also finding figuring out from all these different ingredients, how they all fit into your larger story. Because that happens a lot, right? A lot of people feel like, oh, I wasted so many years doing this. Or like, why, why was I in this field that I wasn't interested in? But it always turns out, and you just have to step back to look at the larger story. It always turns out that every episode, even the like stupid ones or the dumb ones that you didn't even like, or the job that you thought didn't matter, eventually there's a, there's a puzzle piece there in your grander mission. You always figure it out. So I think this cycle is full of puzzle pieces for you. Um, and then you come into a very different set of years, which is 2013 to 2021. This is a cycle that you just closed. And I think professionally, it is talking about like 
your first kind of like attempt to get an innovative idea for something that didn't exist before. Maybe the winery was a little bit like that, but like before you were just like playing roles that were there that you stepped into to kind of like add your own energy. But here, because of the one energy, it is about something new, something different, solving a problem, innovative. It's about business creativity, not, not necessarily artistic creativity, like using the kitchen and kind of like placing it somewhere and seeing it grow. So I, I kind of remember this is your nutrition business, but I would call this, you're not training with skills, you're training with the concept of disrupting, of bringing a new idea out into the world and seeing how it works. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't do the nutrition business, uh, like in the, in that sense anymore. Like I did it for a couple of years. Right. But in that cycle, you did it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did. But, uh, and like the 13, the 2013 to 2021 cycle, right? Like you were saying, so that the cycle before there's a lot of elements that you're right, like it, they're disjuncted and, and someone might say, well, how does, you know, how do you go from it marketing mm -hmm. to cooking to like, it doesn't make any sense. And actually on my yeah. website, I have a whole page dedicated to my unconventional resume and how it all fits together to make me who I am today, right? Because I actually think, like I was an executive. I'm now coaching executives in leadership, right? I was a creative. We have to be creative in our lives every single day. That's where a lot of our joy comes from. And we could be creative with spreadsheets, even as accountants. Like it, creativity is everywhere, right? And guidance, like as a mom, as a as like a, a manager, like there was always someone to guide or to help or to support or to empower. The 2013 to 2021, that's when we moved to Ireland. And it's also when I became a single mom, right? So that whole reinvention of self was very present there. It was like, who am I going to be now that my role as, you know, my role as Gaia has completely changed in my life? Yeah. There's another aspect to the one, which is independence and self-sufficiency. Yeah. And I, I have been independent and self-sufficient for like eight years, but there's some, this year it feels different. Like this year there's no fear. There's no, this year it's kind of like, oh my gosh, there is nothing I can do that I'm going to fail at. Like it's completely different energy for sure. But you came out of a one nine year cycle. All of those years are one. So yeah. And then, and, but there were a lot of building, a lot of like restructuring, a lot of relearning, a lot of like, just before we got on this call, you mentioned what happened in 2016, right? I call 2016 the year of my emotional enema. I think I cried so much in 2016 and I was so angry in 2016. I went through every human emotion in 2016. <laughs> like it was nuts. Right. But I came out of it and I only, I actually started coaching officially in 2017. I don't know when the one year flips over precisely, but there, like, there's a moment in February, I think it was February, where everything shifted. Like my entire understanding of life on earth was crystal clear. <laughs> what happened that created oh, that I, I was in Mexico impact. and I just, I had an experience. Uh, so I, I'm studying mm -hmm. shamanism as well. Uh, in the last, so I started that in October and shamanism is like this, the end, the study of the energy of nature, right? So you learn about animals and you learn about like plants and, and the elements like wind and fire and metal and earth and, and how they are actually always speaking to us and giving us information. Like the same way our emotions give information and data gives information, our body gives information, our environment gives information. So it's really the, the study of being really still in nature and receiving from nature. And I had this moment, it was, a, honestly, it was, it's so freaky. Uh, 
I, like the explanation of it doesn't do it justice. But there was a moment where I realized actually the purpose of life is to just have fun. Like pain is inevitable, but we get to choose whether we're going to suffer or we're going to enjoy it, right? And at every moment, it doesn't matter. Everything that happens is exactly meant to be. And if we can move from a place of suffering to a place of joy, a place of appreciation for it, then we can see the gift in it a lot quicker. I was actually having this conversation with a client of mine this morning, so it's kind of funny we're talking about it now, but we, we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, right? So what is our body for? Our body is, is here with these amazing five senses to experience life itself. And I mean, you, if you get, like, if you're, if I cut you, right, it's gonna hurt. But isn't it incredible that you can watch that cut heal magically by itself with all of our body's intelligence of knowing what to do? And it doesn't, and it's gonna hurt, but we get to decide whether that's the hurt we're gonna suffer from. Or if we're just going to enjoy the fact that that pain lets us know we're alive. Anyway, since that day and since that moment in February, life has been very different <laughs> for myself and for my clients. Like it's, it's the understanding that we're really just here to physically experience everything we can possibly experience is a gift. Like it's such a gift to be here. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you have kind of like two aspects to this initiative because there's the, I forget what you call them, but literally the, the, like the high achieving executives. And then what about people who are not in this group, but want to be exposed to your perspective on these things? Is there's something for them too, right? So, um, so I don't have any, any official program right now. That doesn't mean that one can't be created. Uh, I have, I okay. have some books. Um, I have some books. I have like a, uh, I, it's called the vision planner. So if you type, if you go to Amazon, put in vision planner and my name, uh, I don't promote it. So it's not like top of the list or anything like that. You have to actually physically look for it. Um, but the vision planner is like a three month plan that really helps you connect with who you are fundamentally, what needs to change, what needs to like get shifted. And what's really great about the vision planner is that every day there's a sheet to fill out. It takes three minutes to fill it out. And I've had like, you know, like compliance managers you know, who are all about the micro detail of numbers. These are not the, these are not the party people, right? These are the very straight tone, you know, very steady people. They're the rocks of society, right? Do the vision planner and within five days, be surprised at how much emotion and happiness and gratitude and appreciation they felt because it's that level of shifting. If I get enough if I get, you know, if, I, if, if people start emailing me and, and telling me they want to work with me, I'll put a group together. That's super easy to do. <laughs> Incredible. So um, give me a little summary of the webinar you're going to be sharing for Teledipity Premium subscribers. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be so awesome. So I mentioned how I, uh, we all have an inner genius that, came in, that we came into this world with, right? The webinar is going to be explaining that genius, how we find it within ourselves. It's going to be, there's going to be questions that, you know, exercises that everyone could take home with them and start really unpacking the conditioned self so that they can uncover the genius that is within them. Uh, and so it's, it's going to be amazing. And if you're a parent, it's going to be particularly like, it's going to be like a double whammy for you because you'll be able to notice your children a little differently and help them stay in their genius longer. Yeah, I think that's a fascinating part 
of numerology as well because I've seen so many charts and when I see the chart of somebody and then their mother and then their father, it's fascinating how there's always all these parallels. It's impossible for me to see charts that have nothing to do with each other. Like you see like where like one of my numbers came from here, one of my numbers came from here and then you track it. It's kind of like DNA. It's like it's half and half, but there's like all these parallels and also with families, there are families where like, obviously everybody's different and you know it as well as I, cause like every, every sibling is different. Like, the, the, like there's like, everybody already comes with an identity into the family because of spiritual concepts that are more ethereal. But anyway, like you see that the family, they'll always have like at least one number in common. So for example, in my family, five, the five was like, we have different shit going on in our charts, but we all have a three in an important place. And that's the thread that connects the families to three. So like, it's just fascinating to see those things with numerology. I'm curious to see my families now. <laughs> like, it'd be, it'd be fascinating. Can I ask you something about the numerology that you do? Because from my understanding is that there's actually quite a few different types of numerology, right? You use the person's name and their birth date, correct? Birth name. Yeah, okay, because every letter is, is tied to a numerical frequency as well. Is that it? And, um, and how do you, does anybody ever have like a bad frequency that by changing the letters in their name might improve their frequency? Or does it have to be the name that they were born with? Do you see what I'm saying? It's very, yeah, it's very serendipitous because today one of my one-on-one -on -one readings was somebody who purchased it because they wanted to change their name. And I was like, just so you know, it won't change your personality. It won't give you talents. It won't take them away. Because just from like the, the spiritual side of numerology, it's not about the name you have or like attributes that the name gives you magically. It's that when you are born and your full name is recorded somewhere, Today, it's normally the birth certificate, but before it was like the church baptism record or wherever it was first written down with all the letters and all the things included on it is the yeah. kind of like the, the representation of your soul contract. It, it has a, all those letters have a history of where your soul has been, the things you've already developed, the things you're working on and the things you came to bat, like, like just, just the kind of like the history of the soul. And the birth date is what's happening in this lifetime to get you to the next level. It's how you came, what you're going to be going through. So forecasting information comes from the birth date and like the, the personality and, and the person comes from yeah. the name. So th those are just the beliefs around numerology. So you cannot change the name as it was first written when you were born. Changing your name, there's a lot of reasons to do it, a lot of good reasons to do it. For example, when you are choosing a professional name, artistic name, pseudonym as a writer, whatever it is, that's very important, not because it would change you, but because whether we realize it or not, we detect vibrations in names. We may, we may not know numerology, but our subconscious will say like, like John and kind of feel a vibration there or, or Coca-Cola and kind of feel a vibration there because of we, we detected vibrationally. So if you want somebody to feel a certain vibration when they hear about your work, then there's a, a lot of really great things that can be done with your chosen name. And sometimes the names that people choose for themselves kind of represent an ideal that they're working towards. It's not like it changes them automatically, but the name they like and they choose for themselves, it's like, you know what? This is my, my ideal self that I want to switch into. 
and maybe they achieve that, but it doesn't automatically happen when you put the name on top of you. It's kind of like you moving into that over the course of your life. And maybe, and we're getting very spiritual here, maybe in the next life, then you actually have that because you, you moved in that direction. So for changing your name, there's a lot of reasons to do it, but automatically and magically changing your personality and your talents is not one of those reasons. No, and I, and I hear you on the frequency because like when my three daughters were born, we spent a lot of time matching their first name with our last names to see how it would sound. And I had one rule, which was, because I, you know, I didn't want their first name to evoke any memory of any person we've ever met in our lives with that same name. So my three kids have names that now we've had people that we've met with the same names, but That's when they were objective. born, no, we didn't know a single soul in our in individual history who had the name to not make an association with their own identity exactly. and somebody else's. I think exactly. that's powerful. And I think, I mean, it's an opinion thing. Like I don't want to insult anybody, but I think that's, that it's also powerful when you don't give one of your names to your children so that they don't create that association with you vibrationally. Um, so I think it's better. Um, yeah, my, my, my middle name is Maria and every mm -hmm. single woman in my family has the middle name Maria. <laughs> it's like, oh, caramba. Like, which as a name, it's great, right? It means the source of life, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it really like connects you to the family ancestral stuff, good and bad, right? So where can people follow you, learn more website, social media? So my website is my name, GaiaFerrera.com. There's two R's in there. Um, you can also, um, if you type up like Gaia and Titanium, like Titan I am. So it's like the word Titanium, but with an A, not a U, right? Like this, Titanium. Uh, my website will come up on Google as well that way. On um, social media, it's always Gaia Ferrera or Gaia Ferrera Titans. And Titans basically, like when you work with me, that's what you come out as on the other side. The Titan is someone who uses their total intelligence to achieve Nirvana. And nirvana is the Buddhist word for bliss or joy. That's, uh, that's how you find me, Gaia Ferreira Titans.